All it takes is like one person to give you shit scores when everyone else has give you good and then it makes it average. What kind of bullshit is that? Kind of how average works, but let's not get into maths right now. Uh, so. I, I see it's a touchy subject, so we'll, <laughs> uh, we'll just crack on then. Uh, Anything less than perfect is failure, and you always know that. Why, why don't you bring that attitude to this? All right, fine. I will. Today, that is what I am going to do. Anything less than perfect is failure. We'll Go see. viral, and then I can quit my job, and then there's bitches. Hello and welcome all into the MO podcast. As always, you're here with me, Contamation San. Andrea. Yes, hello, welcome back. We've had a little break and uh, hopefully we're going to hit the ground running. Apparently, we, anything less than perfect. We haven't had a break. It's a failure. Any, uh, anything less than perfect is a failure. But we haven't had a break, like me and you. Like, we're still together. We have matching socks now. So. Oh, yes, we sock twinsies. Uh, yeah, I will uh, post them up on Instagram so you can see. They're I the mean, coolest socks that the world ever designed. Yeah, a tray's already posted them on hers, but I've got a pair now, so can't can't wait for my rotten feet to eat them from the inside out. But uh, I mean, it's a thought that counts. It was only like two ninety five from Sheen, so I wouldn't bet on them holding out very long. <laughs> <laughs> They're not asbestos made, so. However, Indeed. what have you got for me? So today we are going to be talking about MK Ultra. So now it's not necessarily just MK Ultra, but that's the most common known name that a lot of these Black Ops projects go by. And considering the length of span and the amount of name changes they had. It's the most recognised, I suppose. Uh, so, this is a whole heck of a lot of what the fuck were they thinking. Because mm -hmm. the only takeaway I got from doing this research is that the CAA came up with great names. Outside of that, the substance to their projects was very, very shite. Uh, Who signed it off? Like... Like, what scientist went, I've got a great idea, took it to the boss, and the boss went, yeah, I don't think, that's, I don't think that's even illegal. We can totally get away with that. There'd be probably no, or zero, maybe just a, a couple of repercussions. But, like, minimal, I'm talking, like, minimal, minimal. Go for it. Yeah. Do what you've got to do. It's just, they're just bizarre. And it's, even looking, someone, how did the, like you say, how did they all go, this is perfect? Even if you just looked at it on paper and went, what, were you high when you came? Well, you must have been, because obviously <laughs> you've been using what you want to use. So, no, yes. it's not going to work. But Anybody with a brain cell would have looked at that and gone, I think we might get in trouble for this if we get found out. Mm. With the CIA, we're not going to get found out. We're secret. That's the point. 
I think I think that was the ultimate hubris of them. They thought they were the C- they well they were the CIA, but they thought they were above the law and they were alone to themselves. I mean, t- to be honest with you, they still do it today, but they used the tried and trusted normal quote marks torture methods of uh, waterboarding, waterboarding, and teabagging and whatever <laughs> else they do. <laughs> Behind closed doors. Uh, oh, I think I'd prefer to be waterboarded than <laughs> I'll tell you anything. <laughs> I don't even want to be teabagged by like somebody I, I, I like. I don't yeah. want to be teabagged by a stranger. Ooh. Yeah. Imagine him get. Imagine him getting <gasps> off the. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Got a ghost? No, oh, no! Jesus Christ! Cat. She's... Shadow person. She's... Or that? Yeah, that cat. She... She's hexed me. The curse. She yeah. has hexed me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to be looking the over my shoulder. The red candles came it. out. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. I'm alone as well again. So fucking any <laughs> noises now. Bloody hell. Oh. Yes. Right. So like I say, we're just going to use the term MK Ultra uh, for the whole of this. But it they the CIA just pretty much reclassified the same projects under a different name over the years and the mentalist thing that i found out was it kind of ran up to 1995 i'm sorry what i was alive then exactly so i mean i was gonna say it's not that long ago but it's a while back that but it doesn't feel feel like that long exactly exactly you know it, it was we were alive we were teenagers some more than others uh but it, i wasn't so, even a teenager in 1995 <laughs> said some more than others shut up uh <laughs> so it all started in 1951 with one of the first incarnations of this was project bluebird project artichoke and this was officially started in august of 1951 now, I'm not going to say that the USA was behind in the torture stakes, but, I mean, they've, they've got a lot of history with that. I mean, let's look at the Confederacy and slavery and all of that. Oh, yeah, just... we have the Middle Ages over here, so I feel like we're always going to trump them on the torture front. Yeah, so maybe because they were a young country, they felt that they were behind, but... They did, after after the Second World War, as we all know, they did invite a lot of doctors from the sides that lost in the Second World War. Now, these were probably doctors from, well, they were doctors from Unit 41 and the Nazi party who, yes, they, they have some form in torture themselves there so they brought these doctors over to help them with their interrogation methods and the first project bluebird it kind of operated around trying to create a manchurian candidate like a person that would be able to be our oh, winter soldier that's gonna say winter soldier yeah yeah that someone that that they could brainwash and just have going about their normal life and then at a code word they could spring into action now this was actually from uh, i don't know if they got this from this novel 
But Robert Graves wrote The Manchurian Candidate in 1934, which kind of predates all of this. Mm-hmm. So maybe one of one day one of them went to the library and went, okay, now that could work. Uh, but they, they, they worked on it for 40 years, trying to make it uh, come true. Now, Artichoke was set up as a mind control experiment where they used illicit drugs like cocaine, weed, mescaline, peyote on subjects I mean personally I'm not seeing a bad side to it uh, just just go in I, I'll, like one of them signs you see in, in, uh, in the park we need test subjects I'd be like yeah okay what are you going to do to me how much are you paying <laughs> is just... my face going to swell up like that yes but we'll give you £2,000 sign me up bro <laughs> and all the peyote you want yes. fucking right there uh, so the drugs were used to try and create sleepers in a state of, well, a fugue state, I suppose. And so just a, they'd have CIA handlers that would be able to snap them out of this fugue state by revealing a code word or whatever. And then they would like go, I must kill the president. And Like Zoolander? Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. And because they've got no affiliation to they've been going around their normal lives they've got no affiliation to communist party duh, 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 duh. no one would suspect this uh didn't work really as you uh that's because they never tried the male model thing mm. i think ben stiller had it right nobody would suspect a male model it's very true and then since this didn't work the CIA then pushed out into a newer drug that had been created, which was LSD. Now, they first tried using this as a, it was an interrogation technique. So they thought it was like a truth serum that they could kind of use. But it really didn't because when the walls started melting and people started saying Maui Waui, they were like, we're getting nowhere with this fucking question. What's going on? You know, it's not uh, really much of incentive to tell anybody the truth if everything around you is horrific and horrifying and all of your worst nightmares are coming out of the walls at you, you know, or like everything is sunshine and rainbows and there's pink elephants floating in front of you. Like, wow. What is the question? Oh my God, wow. It's very distracting. Exactly. It's not, it's not a drug that keeps you focused, I would say, <laughs> no. uh, to be quite honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, LSD was, is a synthetic drug, and it was created in 1938, so it was quite new on the market, and nobody realised its potential, let's say, maybe. Uh, and it's actually derived from ergot, which does cause hallucinations, as all them dancing people in France can attest to in the <laughs> 1500s, as they went on dancing through the, the days for no reason. Uh, just felt like it. it, made them feel good. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the drawbacks was that they actually kept a subject drugged for 77 days on LSD. What? Yeah. And then I think that kind of sounded the death knell for it being an interrogation drug. Because on the 78th, he must have been like, we've got nothing out of him apart from fucking the lyrics to Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Every time they come in the room, the guy's just like, you guys are great. Did I tell you how much I love you guys? You guys are amazing. Man, if Loot you... Loot me up! 
have you heard Ringo's drumming? He's fucking <laughs> awesome. Sorry. No, this isn't working. I bought this. Oh, the guy's completely Back to the gone. and teabagging. Oh, God. So when this failed, uh, the CIA changed the scope of using LSD. They were quite confident that, th- that this was the drug that they were going to use. So instead of using it as an interrogation aid, they used it to try and weaken people and uh, force confessions out of them. So again, just keeping them drugged up until they told them what they wanted. Again, it ran into problems when the pink elephants and the walls started melting around them. Uh, So they didn't only just use this, they also used sensory deprivation, hypnosis, torture and sexual abuse to try and break these these people. Now, to be honest with you, I'll take all the peyote and LSD you want, but if you start getting your dick out near me, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> just what like, if it was the other way around? What if it was like, you know, they just made you get your dick out and then like attached like, you know, them little crocodile clips to it and then just give you a little like, you know, like a fly swatter kind of zap. I'd kept doing that. They will enjoy that. Yeah, it depends. I, yeah, it depends where you fall on that. I mean, I've never tried it, so I'd give it a crack for the first couple, and then... You... I knew you were going to say that. Soon as soon as I can start smelling burning hair, I'd be like, uh, what do you want to know? I'll tell you any address of anyone. Uh, they're all communists, everyone. Uh, so... When they started looking into LSD as a something to weaken these the people, the, the project was headed up by Sidney Gottlieb. Now, he was a chemist, and despite having a club foot, he was a passionate folk dancer, which is just something you don't think of these kind of things. I mean... I feel like that's... Is that not like an unfair advantage, being a folk dancer with a club foot? <laughs> That's how you're supposed to look when you're folk dancing, right? Yeah, no one's going to notice. Exactly. No wonder he took it up. Well, he's not going to do the tango, is he? Exactly. I mean, I think he was restricted by his feet. Yeah. He had to fit it into what what could work for him. Uh, Couldn't even do line dancing. (laughs) Couldn't. You're just picturing it there. Yeah, my boot scooting baby. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, So... His main oversee of this was trying to look in at how the hallucinogens, uh, mainly the ergot alkaloids, could work on people, how to weaken them, how to soften them up, how they could use this to their advantage. Now, in 1951, obviously this was when the Cold War was kind of beginning to start, and they looked at Russia and China as the USA genuinely thought they were behind them in this kind of stuff. So, Gottlieb, they, they, you know, they may have been. I mean, there are reports of the Russians spending, like, billions of rubles on, like, psychics and shit like that. But what's a ruble, like? point zero 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 one and even that well today it's probably the same price as it was back then to be honest with you with everything that's going on it will be now uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
So basically, Gottlieb came in to the CIA and he pitched at using LSD as a truth serum. Now, because the CIA was so panic-struck about being so far behind, the Russia and China, they were just taking any fucking pitches that came at them. I mean, as, as we'll see. Because pretty much as soon as Gottlieb got into... Uh, got into the office he started working on his own staff he was poisoning them with lsd on a near daily basis were they easily replaceable or because i'll tell you what there'll be nobody that photocopies quite like that woman and he's just experimenting on her yeah and the kicker of it was he didn't actually tell them uh at a weekend retreat in 1953, Frank Olsen and four of the members of Gottlieb's research team, so not even the fucking cleaners, like, the pe- the people he relies on for his yeah. research to this, uh, they were spiked with LSD while on a team-building exercise. I don't see... I mean... If they would have been told, and they agreed to it, I can see how that's a team-building exercise. But it was only 20 minutes after they ingested the LSD that they were informed that they had taken drugs. Now, What did they have it in? What did he, how did he administer it? Drinks. So it was in liquid form and they were having like a drinks, do a shindig and they all had a drink and then they took it and they went, yeah, I know, yeah. So, yeah, be careful out there, people. Hmm. As you can imagine, Olsen kind of took umbrage at being poisoned against his will, and he left, even though he was just coming up on LSD. So I hope he didn't drive home, that's all I can say. Uh, He threatened to quit the CIA, and when the CIA sent him to his psychiatrist, strangely, he had a nasty fall from a 10th floor window. Funny that. Yeah, and even funnier, the CIA employee who had accompanied him and was staying in the same room as him when he jumped out said he had seen Olsen freak out and throw himself through the window in a fit of depression. Yeah. Yeah, no. No. It wasn't until... Go on. Only one witness as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't until 20 years later that his family found out that he was actually poisoned and it was only at the president, Gerald Ford's intervention that the CIA weren't sued and they were actually given compensation. The CIA weren't sued? Yes, because Gerald Ford intervened and, and got involved. The president of the United States had what to go to the family and go, yeah, we, 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 we done made a boo-boo. Uh, they, the family were compensated, but a lot of information was withheld from them for many, many years. Yeah, it's not good. Oh, bullshit right there. Yeah. So then the project was renamed into MK Ultra, and according to the early memos that we've seen, this just shows how fucking idiotic the CIA were. In 1967 Operation Acoustic Kitty was formed. Now this cost 20 million dollars and the basis of it was to try and have a cat 
as a spying device. Yeah, so none of the people in the CIA apparently have owned a cat. Because... Do they think cats give a shit? This is it. This is it. So, first off, like, they mustn't... They, I, don't, I don't even know what they were thinking. But basically, what they, what they did was they implanted a microphone in the cat's ear. They sewed a wire into their skin and fur. And had a small radio transmitter at the base of their skull. All so, they're going to hear, even if the cat does spy, is... And then muffled voices in the background. Yeah. Uh, I, I, wish, I wish I could tell you that's the truth. But when they deployed the first cat to spy on two people outside the Soviet embassy in, in Washington... Almost immediately, the secret agent Tabby was released, got run over by a taxi. Oh, for God's sake. Wow. The absolute kicker in this is that the memo stated, the environmental insecurity factors in using this technique in a real foreign situation force us to conclude that for our intelligence purposes, it would not be practical. So they basically said... The cat's the issue. It's not us. I mean, it's a, a cat is not like a dog. You can say to a dog, go over there and do that, and it'll go, okay. But you can say to a cat, go over there and spy on those people, and a cat will just sit there like, sounds like a you problem. Exactly. Really interested. Yeah. And it'll go back to sleep. Exactly. Like, you can't train a cat. What the fuck? Why a cat? No. Why not a dog? You're in a park. Surely yeah. a dog's easier. A dog would have definitely, definitely been a better option. <laughs> but, yeah. Even a pigeon. You know, a homing pigeon. That, yeah. that would have been an option. But a cat, no, if anybody in this world thinks that cats give a shit about anybody but themselves, they are sadly mistaken. That's it. I'm a massive cat lover. Uh, yeah. No, I love cats, but they're fucking useless they, at anything. They don't give a shit about anything. Yeah. I so, don't think they would make very good secret agents. Well, clearly they didn't, because they were pancaked on the first day. Uh, so it's not a good survival rate, that. Uh, zero percent. Uh, <coughs> so the CIA then continued with their great naming success and then came up with Midnight Climax. Probably. I mean, I really don't need to talk about it a lot because the name says it all. But this was using prostitutes to uh, see the side effects of sex and drugs on men. Again, they could have just interviewed a prostitute and got the same fucking results. Yeah, it's a kind of it's a it's a thing. I think that prostitutes are probably more than familiar <coughs> with is sleeping with men that are high. Yeah. Yeah, they could have just... Yeah, so basically what the CIA did was set up safe houses in San Francisco and New York. They converted them into brothels, uh, had enemy agents lured into them, and doped up to reveal their secrets. Now, in fairness, they didn't need a lot of prompting to get doped up. Or they to... probably didn't. They didn't need to even dope them up. They could have just, you know said, mm-hmm, 
you'll get good time if you tell me stuff. This is this, this is done. yeah. This is the thing as well because the there was no oversight to this. This was like off the books, so they did whatever the fuck they want. And the biggest takeaway that they got from this was that agents are more likely to tell their secrets after sex than before it. Who would have thought? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it was men that thought of this program. Men came up with this, I would assume. So yes. they know yes, they themselves did. that before you have sex and you're a bloke, the only thing that you're thinking about, the only thing your brain is capable of thinking about is the sex that may be forthcoming. So... You're not now, thinking about work. Let's face it. Now, the only thing I can think to say how none of them actually spoke up and went, hang on, when they fucking brainstorming this, is that either A, they were all... all virgins. Yep. Or B, none of them talked about sex, and it was, they were all very suited or booted, <laughs> 1950s people who were older, no, don't have sex, you only have sex for procreation, kind of thing. Yes, uh, yeah. And nobody wanted to put their hand up and go, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy sex for fun. Just uh, crack, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. <laughs> so yes, I know, I know. yeah, I know. I need to start thinking. Not about that. No, it's the focusing. That's what I meant. Not thinking. Oh God, it's been two days. Uh, <laughs> two whole days. I know. Uh -huh. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm amazed I can read this. Jesus, that's why I'm wearing my glasses. Uh, so, so basically, <laughs> MK Ultra was responsible for doping up people uh, in whatever way, shape, or form. And several notable notable members were Ted Krasinski, the Unibomber, Whitey Bulger, who was the Boston Gangster, and Ken Kesey. Who was author of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Well, at least he got a good book out of it, I suppose. Yes, but he liked it so much he went on to host LSD parties in Hollywood. <laughs> wow. So, while he was at university, while these people were at university or were younger, this is when they kind of initiated him into this, and uh, fucking Ken loved it so much, he was like, Jesus, when I graduate... Got something to aim for. Earn some money and host LSD parties. So then maybe it's, maybe it's it did work then. If the Unabomber and Whitey Bulger were part of it. Maybe it did work. Because it wasn't of their own volition. Maybe they were told to do it. Yeah, and maybe if you, like, ingest... Maybe they're just nuts. ...psychotropic drugs for a long period of time, it does have an effect on the brain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe that's what it was. But, uh... Gottlieb was also responsible for the failed poison cigar hit on Fidel Castro. So, at the minute, he's not he's not got a good batting average here. He's, he's swinging and missing at everything. Uh, and by 1973, he'd retired from the CIA. Now, this is a really convenient time for him to retire because the Watergate scandal was breaking. And... Everything that used to be classified was being leaked now, so all these 
documents that were supposed to have been hidden were now coming to light. And amazingly enough, most of MK Ultra's documents were ordered to be destroyed. The only reason why we have any of we have any knowledge of this is because 20,000 MK Ultra files were mislabeled and they were filed in the finance department. <laughs> 1951 budgets <laughs> file them in there yeah I, I mean... feel like that was deliberate that had to have been these top si <coughs> sorry this oh, my bad these finance files if you could just put them in that cabinet over there this has got top secret classified written on though oh, it's just a joke that finance have those crazy bastards <laughs> stick them in the finance file and shut up yeah I mean even if uh, like you could use the excuses, you know what, they were spending money on safe houses, they were spending money on LSD, they were they, they were paying people, so you can see how that goes in. But, at the end of the day, this was an off-the-books operation, nobody was supposed to find out about this. So, even if you go in, what's that 300000 for a four-bedroom house in fucking downtown in, in Manhattan. What's that for? Uh oh that's coming in the wrong file, surely. You... Oh my god. No, think about it. Think about it, right? They were dosing up their own staff, right? <laughs> the woman who does the filing was off her tits. MK Ultra. That sounds like a sage term. That's going to like a four oh one K. <laughs> yeah, so that that's what you get. If you don't want to be found out, don't dose your staff up. Uh, Especially the ones that do the filing. Yeah. So, by 1978... Oh, God, yeah. Pretty great office to work in. Uh, <laughs> by, by 1978, <laughs> Ultra had been disbanded. And a new operation was now underway, and this went by the name of the Stargate Project. Now, this is where we go just, uh, yeah. So, Stargate Project, it's not that terrible film with that guy. Uh, it's was a project focused on psychics and mentalists. Literally mentalists. Because... After the US received intelligence that the Soviet Union was spending 60 million rubles on psychotronic research, made up word... 60 million rubles? Probably about three quid. <laughs> they were like, that sounds like a lot. We need to spend a lot. Like, in... <laughs> Boris Yeltsin probably went to a palm reader, and, and that's where they got it from. And they were like, oh, Jesus, we need to catch up with these... <laughs> So, they, yeah, they went, yeah, you know what? We need a department like that. So remote viewing research was established. And this was done... This We've covered this because it was done by the Nazis in World War II. Uh, but it was done by the Nazis. So that's kind of what they were aiming at, the CIA, at this point. The Nazis did it. It's a great idea. Like... Grade A psycho bullshit. Yeah, let's go that one. Yeah. Yeah. So remote viewing is 
seeing remote or hidden objects clairvoyantly with the inner eye or in an alleged out of body travel. So that's that, that that's, that's where they had to do the cards, isn't it? Is it a square, a circle, a star or a triangle? And like eleven out of twenty seven times they got it right. Right, okay, I'm not overly sure, boss, if this is gonna work if I say is there a spy at the Eiffel Tower? I'm not sure. So, Wearing purple, who is only four foot eight. Give me the specifics. Like, you ask yeah. them if they can figure out whether it's a circle, a square, or a fucking star. Yeah. I mean, there is a saying, like, a broken clock is right twice a day. Twice a day, yeah. So, that's, that's a minimum. a one in four chance of getting it right. Yeah. yeah. So, this is what the CIA were aiming for. Uh, now... Their main scientists were Russell Targ and Harold Puthoff. Now, they set a minimum, <laughs> yeah. They set a minimum of 65% accuracy for their students. 65% is fuck all. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Anything less than perfect is a failure. Exactly. Exactly. And Especially when you're in remote viewing. Yeah. And do you know who they hired? Famous spoonbender, Yuri Geller. What are they hoping to achieve by getting a bunch of people in a room bending cutlery? So, this is where their, their, their overall view just went downhill. Because he, Yuri had a success rate of 33%. So he was more... Too busy bending spoons? He was half under... Their accepted rate. That's not a very good success rate. I feel like that's like a normal person's success that's, rate. That's just guessing is what that yeah. is. Uh, yeah. Now, after Geller's performance, a real psychologist evaluated him. And his final report was that he was a complete fraud. You reckon? So because of this report, Tag, Putoff and Geller lost their government funding. But it didn't stop them going on a private publicity tour to try and get funding. Was that the whole spoon bending thing that he did then? He was like, look, I can bend a spoon. So can I, mate. It's not a, it's not an achievement to bend a piece of cutlery. Exactly. Exactly. Any, any fucker can do it. It's just, just... But people were like, wow. Why wow? Do it yourself. Get, get one out the drawer now and try it yourself. You can literally bend a... a Bend a knife if you want. So, I mean, in, not hard. In fairness, I mean, pretty much Philip Schofield was the only one impressed with it when he did it. But fair enough. Uh, not wrong. So, in fairness, in their defence, they did have a few wins. Now, Rosemary Smith, who was an Air Force pilot, she'd been working with the project. She was able to found find a downed Russian spy plane. Now, the plane was a Tupolev twenty-two. It'd been down somewhere in the Central African Republic, and after Rosemary went into a trance, she gave the longitude and latitudes of the down plane. I don't know if they were exact, <laughs> or if she just went, they're in Africa. And they went, we, know, we know that. Africa. Yeah. There, that one. Yeah, so, somewhere, somewhere there. 
Yeah, your finger encompasses several islands, like several countries there, love. It's several a real hundred miles. We've got a really small map here. Can we not make the map bigger? No, 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 no. Rosemary's like that. No, 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 no. That's the size of the map that I want, and I'll tell you where it is exactly. Uh, Angela Ford was asked to track down a customs agent that had fled. And she said she'd located him in town in a town in Wyoming. Now, the town he was found in was a hundred miles west of the town that she stated. That's well, pretty far away. America's massive, though, so they they claimed it. They took that one as a win. I mean, yeah, but how many people went to that town and were like, Look, "We've walked like twenty miles out of the town now. There's no sign of this guy." And she and she was like, "Well, it could be like." To 500 miles, like, and I wouldn't say specifically. Okay, I pointed at the map and went there. Okay, so the thing is, as well, how many shady fuck people have been through that town? You know, yeah. if it's in bumfuck nowhere that gets no one in, and then you get this customs agent, DB Cooper looking, come through yeah. your town, you're gonna go, hang on a minute, he looks He's familiar. Dodge. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so they kind of took that as a win but by the 90s the project was shut down after a CIA review 40 years it's been going on but now was the time to stop it uh, we've reviewed this and we think it's a bit silly yeah I mean this could have been due to some maybe the fact that anyone who was anyone who thought they had the vision was ringing up the CIA going yeah I know where this person is I know where that person is and the CIA paid him for it. Maybe they realised that, like, waterboarding, you just need a towel and water. And that's pretty cheap, to be honest with you. So, yeah, save some money. Yeah, especially since I could ring up the CIA and go, I've had a vision. Like, I can barely, like, read what's on the screen without glasses, never mind having a third eye. So... I, I, but if they're going to give me money for it, I'm going to ring in and I'm going to make up some story that... I've seen something, and how will they disprove it? Exactly. I mean, that's a terrible idea. I'd show anyone my third eye for a tenner. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's like me and about ten percent of the population that haven't seen it. So, yeah, everyone's already seen. It. I know. Yeah, I'm still waiting for my money. Uh, <laughs> but so, so it, the. The black this was disbanded as far as we know, or the project that was MK Ultra was disbanded as far as we know. Obviously they're up to some shady shit. Always are. Everyone is. Like Hi Barry, MI five agent. I know you're listening. Uh, <laughs> I know I know what I know what MI six are up to. They're dodgy as fuck as well. Uh but yeah, they parked on my drive. <laughs> yeah, flowers by I Irene. See my Google <laughs> God in heaven, Jesus. Uh <laughs> So yeah, I get I get that, and there, there is stuff going on out there that we don't understand. But the funniest thing is, is like when you read, like I've watched a few YouTube channels. So the casual criminalist uh, Simon yeah, Whistler, I like Simon, yeah. yeah, yeah, he 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 does a, a great cover on this one. Go over, go and have a look. But the most interesting thing is have a look at all the comments on his page about it because it's like you don't know what's out there how can you say and it's all just fucking proper hippies and like 
not having a go, not having a go at you, and like, subscribe, and comment, it helps the algorithm. Especially comment about this, because I'm slagging you off, and this is all bullshit. <laughs> but what I will say to that is, I'm going to give you a Terry Pratchett quote. Now, so when someone, what Terry Pratchett wrote was, when someone is saved from certain death by a strange concatenation of circumstances, people say that's a miracle. But of course, if someone is killed by a freak chain of events, the oil spilled just there, the safety friends broken just there, that also must have been a miracle. Just because it's not nice doesn't mean it's not miraculous. Now, the same applies of LSD and opening your mind. Like, people have good trips and bad trips. But just because someone thinks they've got the vision from having a good trip does not mean that, that like, the other guy who's seen fucking the demon doesn't mean he's not having a vision. You, you, it, it's a psychotropic drug. It changes your fucking mind. There's yep. nothing out there. Like, I'm sorry. Get over it. Yeah. If there was something out there in however many thousands of years humans have been on the earth, we would have seen a fucking time traveler. I'm sorry. If they're that far in the future or there's multi-dimensions, because surely if there's multi-dimensions, right, someone in that dimension at this moment in time has created time travel. Because there's multi-dimensions, so someone in every dimension has done something. Yeah, so very true. They should have come back, come and gone to a different dimension. I feel like multiverse me still just does this and drinks wine. I feel like multiverse me isn't very like. Yeah, multiverse me would not fucking be different at all. You're like nah. Different t-shirts. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going out. No, fuck it. That's how different. Yeah. They may drink a different brand of beer, but that's about it. That's, yeah. That is literally it. Yeah, Multiverse Me might be a white lightning girl instead of a white wine girl, but, you know, Multiverse Me isn't quite as fucking classic as Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on that bombshell. Uh... And on that bombshell, make sure that you check out Polybius, because it's the same fucking thing as MK Ultra. Just throwing it in there, okay? I'm just... Polybius, I should, I could fucking get commission for this. Okay, I feel like I should. Yeah, no, it is true. Polybius is part of the scope as well. I mean, there is. This is just a broad overview of how mental, and these obviously are the worst ones. I mean, not that there's any good ones, but it's just. Polybius killed a lot of kids, so. Yeah, didn't exist. Not, not that I'm trying to one up like you on which. Weird American programs have killed the most people, but I'm kind of trying to one up you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it encompasses a lot of stuff and uh, just shows how mental people can be when they've got free reign over a department and an unlimited budget. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, on that bombshell. This has been the MO Podcast with me, Consumatious Ant. Me, Atreya. And we'll see you all next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast.